1: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.
2: The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley.
3: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have the latest update on prices of specialty crops. We talk with broker Alan Johnston. FCC releases a positive outlook on cattle prices for prairie producers. We have a new farm feature in place of real agriculture. We look at research projects on barley as well as studies on use of plant growth regulators. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
2: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
3: Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Prices for many specialty crops remain relatively strong this winter. Alan Johnson is the president of Johnston's Grain Marketing at Wellwin. He outlined some of the latest prices available.
4: Well, yellow peas were getting bids in around that 12, 12 and a quarter, subject to what freight is, you know, twelve fifty, twelve seventy-five delivered. Green peas are a little stronger for ones with low bleach, uh, 2 or 3% or less bleach. The, the, we're getting 13, 1350, 14 dollars. Some of those bids are delivered. It just, again, depends on freight and all of that. Canary seeds under under 40 cents now, probably 36, 38 cents in that range. Chickpeas are really strong, like they're 48 to 50 plus, depending on, again, on freight. And new crop bids are quite, well, quite good as well, you know.
3: How are lentils looking, Alan?
4: Well, lentils, they're still, like, number one Lairds and number two lairs are still in that 48-plus range. And then again, on freight, the new crops are up around 42-plus, and there's been lots of new crop booked lately. I got an email from a company this morning said they're just, they booked thousands of tons of new crop last week. Essence lentils, the small green lentils are, you know, 46, 47, 48. New crops are around 40-plus. Richleys, are I've got bids here for one company, and a lot of richies come out of the U.S., so they give me a 30-cent for April-May fob on U.S. richlies and, you know, 28 to 30 on new crop. Red lentils are, right now, they're around, they're hot. Red lentils are around 34, maybe 35 delivered. Maybe even 35 fob demands. I haven't talked to a lot of people yet today. New crop is around 30 cents. French greens have been quite hot, lots of stuff moving. We even got a 60-cent new crop bid for French green lentils. Chickpeas, what all we've been through here. And mustard, we'll even take you into the mustard. Like mustard prices have dropped off a bit. We were getting over a dollar a pound right now. It's around 90 to 95 cents a pound for old crop and 66, 68, something like that for new crop. Brown mustard right, currently is around 84, 85, and new crop is around 64 to 65. Oriental mustard is currently around 94, 95, which is really good, and new crop is around 68 to 70 cents. Flax right now we had 18 dollars on flax picked up for uh, new crop, and I filled that order with one company, and we haven't got anybody else to come in lately. But that's what we're looking for, 18 dollars new crop, and so it's it's close to that. Old crop flocks, we've just traded a horde of it lately at 16, 16.50 mostly picked up, sometimes 17 delivered. That market is softer. Uh than it was, and there's just lots of flax. One thing we didn't cover here was oats. Lots of oats around as well. Just hundreds of thousands of... You got this morning a call here just a minute ago from a guy who's got 100,000 bushels of heavy dry oats. So all kinds of oats out there, and that market is probably under $4 picked up right now, if you can find a buyer.
3: How about some of the other feed grains? How does barley look?
4: Barley, again, is subject to where it's sitting. Uh, If we get out uh, Regina West, we're getting $8 or better, and the further west you go, and the more I can get for barley picked up. You get into the southeast corner and northeast Saskatchewan we're in that 750 to 775 range again Subject to freight, as always, feed wheat. A few weeks ago, I was trading a lot of it at $11 picked up in the southeast, and right now I'm having trouble getting that. It's more like 10 40 10 50 but buyers are still out there if you want to get some of it moving. I've also got a good bid on new crop feed wheat into a, a company, and I even get you an active garden at 35 bushels. That's on low-protein feed wheat that's high-yielders. So just unbelievable stuff going on, Jim. Very, very busy, and our, our company
2: can hardly keep up to what's going on.
3: Alan Johnston is the president of Johnston's Grain Marketing.
2: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM.
3: Farm Credit Canada sees ongoing strong prices for cattle this year. FCC economist Des Sobol says prices are continuing upward as part of a two-year trend to rising prices.
0: What we're seeing right now for fed cattle is uh, the price so far this year in 2023 is actually a about 12% higher than all of last year's average, 2022, which was a pretty good year. So we're seeing these strong prices are going to continue through the year. You know, we've talked about the drought in Canada, the drought in the U.S. that has impacted herd size. And the inventory numbers have come out. You know, their herd sizes have, have been contracting. So we're seeing that. So that's going to continue to support prices. You know, there's still strong demand for beef. We're seeing that all the way through the supply chain. So we're seeing strong fed cattle prices, which is also translating into strong feeder cattle prices that we're seeing as well. As you say, on the hog side, you know, it's a little bit tighter. So prices that we're seeing coming into 2023 are lower than last year, uh, but are trending towards what we saw in 2021. So not as strong as we saw last year, but, you know, they're still trending upwards. So there's still demand for hogs as well, and there's still demand for pork. And, you know, we look at inflation, food inflation, you know, that's a hot topic. Beef and pork, the price rises haven't been as high as we've seen from other food groups and other protein sources. So um, we're still seeing that demand. Beef is, I'd say, is a little bit stronger than we're seeing for hogs right now.
3: How much has herd size cattle-wise
0: declined? So in total, like Canada, um, the current, you know, we just got the numbers released for January 1st. The total herd size in Canada now, right now, is the lowest it's been since 1990. So we're seeing a very, you know, smaller herd. It's been contracting over the last number of years. For the U.S., you know, their herd size right now is the lowest it's been since about 2014-15, and prior to that was pre-1990. So we are definitely seeing that contraction in the herd. Like I mentioned, the U.S. currently is facing drought, And so they have a shortage of feed, shortage of water. So they're selling a lot of their, you know, selling a lot to slaughter. And same in Canada. We had the drought in 2021. That impacted the herd size. And then even going into 2022, there's still some concerns. So, you know, they were reducing herds and they were having to import feed as well, which was getting very expensive. So, yeah, the herd size are definitely a lot smaller and, you know, lowest we've seen in, in quite some time.
3: So besides those points that you mentioned, what are some of the key trends for producers to watch this
0: spring and this summer? I would say, you know, weather, you know, we're, things are looking more positive right now, but, you know, that weather can change quickly. So that'll be definitely a watch item to see, you know, what those pasture conditions like, um, you know, are they going to have to buy feed? We know that feed prices have come down, but commodity markets are really, really strong. And we see a huge differential in feedlots that, that have to purchase feed versus any uh, feedlot that grows their own feed. So definitely watching drought, moisture conditions, as well as the commodity markets. Things can change quickly. Um, Inflations, like I said, is still going up. It's still really high for food. But, you know, the Bank of Canada, you know, they've raised rates. They're kind of in a bit of a holding pattern now. So that'll be the other factor is they have to start increasing rates a little bit more to, you know, bring inflation, especially food inflation down. That'll be something to watch as well. That'll impact producers' profitability.
3: FCC economist Des
2: Sobol. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
3: We have a new farm feature today brought to you by Karst Holdings and Assiniboine Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Here's a new farm feature with Doug Falconer of GX94.
5: One of the joint venture owners of Winnipeg pea and canola protein processor Merritt Functional Foods says it's in talks to buy full control of the cash-strapped company. Two days after Merritt entered a court-ordered receivership, Vancouver-based Burkhan Nutriscience announced it intends to submit a formal proposal to acquire the business. Burkhan says Merritt's receivership was an anticipated step in the process of addressing Merritt's financial situation and does not alter Burkhan's plan to buy the business. Burkhan, whose current ownership stake in Merritt is about 31.6%, says it remains actively engaged in discussions with PricewaterhouseCoopers, Merritt's court-appointed receiver. The receivership was requested in a February 24 filing by Federal Lending Agencies Export Development Canada and Farm Credit Canada, who in 2020 provided debt financing toward Merits Construction and Startup. In their filing, they put the principal and interest owed to them at about $58.5 million and $36.5 million, respectively. Ontario's York Regional Police have charged seven people with trafficking and exploiting 64 Mexican migrants, saying the accused were part of an international labour trafficking ring operating in the Toronto region. Police in Ontario say they had obtained information in November that migrant men and women were being exploited for their work. The investigation, done in partnership with the Canada Border Services Agency, revealed that an organized group of criminals enticed the victims into Canada with promises of good work and a better life. They ended up living in deplorable conditions and were driven to work sites and private buses which were in a state of disrepair. The migrants were mistreated, abused and exploited for manual labor at farms, factories and warehouses in the Greater Toronto Area. CN and CP Rail supplied a combined 70% of hopper cars ordered in grain week 30, a notable decline from last week's 83%. The decline in performance reflects lower performance for each of CN and CP. In supplying 76% of hopper cars ordered on time in week 30, CN's order fulfillment performance declined from 87% in week 29, falling below the 80% performance threshold after two consecutive weeks of 80% or better performance. This marks the 15th straight week that CN has fallen short of the 90% threshold. CP order fulfillment performance also declined significantly, with the railway supplying only 64% of cars ordered, a decline from the 78% order fulfillment performance seen in week 29. The decline in performance seen comes on the heels of three straight weeks of improvement from CP in weeks 27 to 29. This marks the 25th consecutive week that CP has fallen short of the 90% performance threshold. Corteva Agriscience has made a change in leadership in Canada, replacing Bryce Eager with Jeremy Dirks. Dirks will now be Vice President of Canada Commercial Unit for Corteva Agriscience Canada. Dirks most recently served as project management office leader for Corteva at Johnston, Iowa. Dirks previously held roles establishing the company's role in global food systems and also as a commercial unit lead. Eager has been promoted to vice president of seeds and research development for Corteva AgriScience and will be based at Iowa. Eager has served as president of Corteva Canada since 2017, and was previously president of Pioneer Hybrid Limited and business director for DuPont Crop Protection and DuPont Pioneer for two years. He is also currently the president of CropLife Canada, but will be stepping down from that role. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency has revoked five primary control zones for the highly contagious avian flu. It says this happens when post-outbreak surveillance is completed and no further cases of avian influenza are detected. The agency's website showed the number of birds that have been impacted in British Columbia as of last Wednesday was 3,657,000. It says that while the virus affects birds, there is no evidence it can be passed to humans who consume poultry products. I'm Doug Falconer.
2: It's your Adra weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620
3: CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. We're looking at a forecast for today, mainly sunny, wind southeast, 20 kilometers per hour. The high minus 11, the low minus 19. For tomorrow, cloudy. 60% chance of flurries. Wind southeast 30, gusting to 50. The high minus 13, the low minus 17. Wednesday, cloudy. The high minus 12, the low minus 15. Thursday, periods of snow with a high minus 9, the low minus 12. Friday, cloudy. The high minus 5, the low minus 11. Saturday, cloudy with 60% chance of flurries. The high minus 6, the low minus 11. Sunday, partly cloudy with a high of minus 5. Normal high is minus 2. The normal low for this date, minus 14. The sun rose at 7.32 this morning. It sets at 6.47 tonight. And currently, the hot spot, Maple Creek, at minus 7 degrees this hour. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids, at minus 25. Estevan is minus 16. Saskatoon minus 19. Swift Current minus 15. Weyburn minus 18. Yorkton is minus 19. It's cloudy in Regina right now, minus 16 degrees. That's three above Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-southeast at 25. Humidity is 61 percent. The barometer rising 103.9. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 17. Winds are from the east-southeast at 15. Once again, Regina cloudy and minus 16. That's three above Fahrenheit. This
1: spring, apply pre emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan, Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan, Canada.
2: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
3: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalauctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer is just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Research scientists are working on a project to develop a weed competitiveness rating for barley which would be useful for both farmers and plant breeders. Thirteen varieties are included in the three-year study, which is entering the second year. There are five malt barley varieties, four six-row varieties for forage and feed, as well as a four two-row feed barley. Dr. Brianne Tidman is a weed specialist with Agriculture Canada in Lacombe, Alberta.
6: As a weed scientist, when we're giving integrated Weed Management talks and encouraging use of cultural management of weeds, one of the things you'll often hear us say is to grow a competitive variety. But we don't actually have a measure available to producers of which varieties are competitive and which aren't. So they don't have a way to actually implement that strategy. And so what we're trying to do is actually develop an index that could eventually go into something like a seed guide where a producer could open it up, look at the maturity, look at the disease ratings, and oh, hey, look at the weed competitiveness as well, to actually make that a strategy that they can practically put into the field.
3: Tideman says the research has four sites.
6: Yeah, exactly. So we're at four sites, Lethbridge and Lacombe in Alberta, and then two in Saskatoon. Um, And so three of us, so Lethbridge, Lacombe, and one of the Saskatoon sites are using a diverse weed community. And then we have the four site at the U of S is um, using a single sort of weed representative. And the reason for that is just as weed scientists, we like all the weeds. We'd love to do that. But to actually move this to a realistic where the industry could do this as part of regional variety trials or as part of a nursery or something like that, Unless you're a weed scientist, you don't want to plant all those weeds. So we're trying to come up with, could you just use something like a volunteer canola or something like that, just a single species, and still get the same kind of results from that, just to make actually doing these tests in the future a little easier. Because what we'd like to see done would be taking varieties that are are close to being registered and actually have some of that screening done on them before registration, so that when they're going into those seed guys as a registered product, again, we've got that data on, on their competitiveness.
3: And she says the work will help seed breeders.
6: So we are um, looking at different traits in the variety, so trying to link sort of our competitiveness to is it, you know, how fast it comes out of the ground, is it the leaf width, is it the height, what is actually giving that variety that competitive edge, so that hopefully someone like Erin could then take that information and go, oh, hey, if we get really fast germination, that actually helps with competitiveness. And if they were so interested in their program, they could actually build that in and start breeding uh, more competitive varieties as well.
3: And there are two more years of such research work.
6: Yeah, so we just finished our first field season and we're still in the process of processing all those samples and then I'll be getting the data to do the analysis on it. And we've got two more field seasons yet to do, hopefully get some different weather conditions and, and everything at the different site years to make sure that those results are representative. We'll be analyzing it and then we'll we'll have to pitch it to the industry too and see if they're actually willing to take on this type of idea to incorporate into something like a seed guide.
3: Brianne Tidman is a weed specialist with Agriculture Canada in Lacombe, Alberta. She spoke at a Top Crop conference in Saskatoon last month. Coming up after the break, we hear about another project involving plant growth regulators.
2: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
3: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola building supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Plant growth regulators are synthetic compounds that alter hormone production in plants which can modify growth and development. They can improve crop standability and harvestability by shortening stems which can reduce lodging while at the same time increase yield. Agriculture Canada recently completed a multi-year study on plant growth regulators on barley. Brianne Tidman is a weed research scientist based in Lacombe, Alberta.
6: Growth regulators are chemicals that are applied to plants that change how they grow. In the sense that we're using them in, in Western Canadian ag, typically we are using them to shorten the plants, which will then reduce their chance of lodging in field crops. So wheat and barley in particular are sort of the two targets that we're using them on and the goal is to be able to up nitrogen rates and still get some increased yield but not get the increased height and the plants falling every which way that we sometimes see when we do that.
3: She was asked if there is increased use by farmers of plant growth regulators.
6: I would say yes, certainly since I started working in this area I would say use has increased. We've had some registrations which helps with that obviously in terms of use. But yeah, I would say there's a lot more guys using it. It's more typical, I would say, in wheat, but we're seeing more adoption in the malt barley industry as well.
3: Tiedman outlines her latest research on plant growth regulators, or PGRs.
6: We looked at three different PGRs, ethaphon, Chlormaquat, and trinexapac. We use active ingredient names. I'm sorry, we don't use brand names. To look at sort of how they would affect lodging in CDC Copeland malt barley. We did all the things to try and encourage lodging. We upped nitrogen rates and we upped seeding rates. And we still had site years that didn't lodge, of course, because that's how research goes. But what we did is look at impacts on yield and lodging and things like kernel weights and percent plump and all of those types of things. And then we also sent samples to Dr. Marta Zdorchuk with the Canadian Grain Commission to look at actual malting quality of those samples as well.
3: And Titman discusses her results.
6: A lot of variability, not the level of consistency we would have liked. So there were site years where we would see reductions in lodging from the PGR applications, but there was also the odd year where we saw increases in lodging from PGR applications. For the most part, where we saw benefits in terms of reduced height and reduced lodging would be with Ethafon and Trinexapac. However, Ethafon also tended to have some increases in days to maturity or increased tillering or um, some negative quality impacts as well so sort of from our study the most consistent and the one with the least negative impacts would have been tranexapac but it still wasn't i guarantee that if you sprayed it it wouldn't lodge type of thing and so our recommendations coming out of that were you know it's It's certainly worth a try. There could be some varietal sensitivity where the variety we chose wasn't super sensitive to PGRs and things like that. But if you're going to start looking at it on farm to make sure you're including a check strip to make sure you're getting the benefit you're desiring out of that application and and the money you're spending on it.
3: Brianne Tideman is a weed research scientist based in Lacombe, Alberta. She spoke at the recent Top Crop Summit in Saskatoon.
2: Here's the market updates with Jim
3: Smalley on 620 CKRM market update is brought to you by freeze tallman lumber since 1956 freeze tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project freeze tallman in regina and fort capel and farm fresh water they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca Grain prices at Viterra were showing downward movement in early trading. Canola fell 250 at 810.42. One red spring wheat dropped 608 at 397.64. The rest were unchanged. Durham 458.38. Feed barley 367.58. Chickpeas 1058.22. Flax 586.98. Lentils 760.60. Oats 21532, yellow peas four sixty three fifty five, and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for May is down six and three quarter cents at 863 a bushel.
2: It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The
3: livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bring the market report direct from Heartland and Swiftcard. Thousand twenty-eight yearlings on last week. Here are the quotations: D one and two cows were a dollar to dollar twenty-three. They're averaging a dollar fourteen. D three cows seventy-five to a dollar. Mature bulls dollar twenty-five to dollar fifty-five. Lighter bulls ninety-five to dollar twenty. Sears. To 400 pounds, three to four hundred pounds, three dollars to three fifty five. Four to five hundred pounds, two ninety five to three and a quarter. Five to, 600 pounds, 285 to six hundred pounds, two eighty five to three fifteen. Six to seven hundred pounds, two seventy five to three sixteen. Seven to, 800 pounds, 265 to 285. eight hundred pounds, two sixty five to two eighty five. Eight nine hundred pounds, two twenty five to two fifty five. Heifer calves, three to four hundred pounds, two ninety to two. Three fifteen, four to five hundred pounds, two seventy-five to three bucks, five to, 600 pounds, 250 to six hundred pounds, two fifty to three six, two sixty-five, six seven hundred pounds, two thirty-five to three fifty, seven eight weights, two ten to two twenty-five, cows spreads cow, spread, cow sales this week, two hundred head on offer. Next we Thursday, the sixteenth. 1,000 top yearlings. Please book now. Good day. Good marketing.
3: And today's Saskatchewan pork price quotes. Sigfor Brandon, this is also Moose Jaw Plant, One ninety eight fifty five per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report.
2: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource
3: Report. Brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The provincial government is encouraging municipalities to apply for project funding under the newest intake for the Targeted Sector Support Initiative. The initiative provides cost-shared grants of up to 75% of project costs and are funded under one of the following streams. Dispute Resolution and Relationship Building, Capacity Building, Regional Cooperation and Municipal Transition. The project is funded through the government's Municipal Revenue Sharing Program. SARM President Ray Orb is pleased with the capacity building and regional cooperation from the program and urges more RMs to apply in the next round. Some earlier projects include training for municipal officials, developing regional emergency plans, undertaking a municipal district feasibility study and enhancing cooperation. Applications will be accepted from now until May 1st. Federal, provincial and municipal authorities and a Manitoba farmer are trying to get a drainage issue resolved that's due to a new dike in North Dakota. The Regional Municipality of Montcalm in Manitoba has submitted a complaint to the Pembina County Water District, but the district dismissed the claim, citing a lack of jurisdiction due to the proximity of the dike to the border. Barry Friesen, who has been farming west of Emerson, Manitoba, for 30 years, says his land will be submerged if the dike isn't removed before the spring melt. Natural Resources Canada says the International Boundary Commission has not authorized work within the international boundary and has requested that the portion of land be restored to its original profile. The Manitoba government, meanwhile, says it's working with Ottawa on the situation. On the markets, the TSX is up 7 points today at 20589 The Dow has gained 128 points to 33519 Oil has risen 66 cents at $80.34 a barrel. The Canadian dollars at 73.50 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada.